Welcome, everyone, to the Apocalary Podcast. I'm Steve. He is Pastor Van Beek. Pastor, ooh, that's another new one too. Yeah, a little, little more knowledgeable than Pastor Larry would be, <laughs> <laughs> but but still not that high. <laughs> it's it says you've done your two years of seminary. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I get you. Yeah. At least Bible college. You've at least done Bible college. At least Bible college. Maybe not seminary, but Bible college. Bible college, and and you've made it past the district superintendent, so. I didn't the first time. (laughs) They didn't give me my papers the first time. So at at our school this week, that's what uh, our grads are, our seminary grads and our ministry grads are going by the district superintendents to see if they'll get licensed in the Christian Missionary Alliance, so. Right, so I was licensed, so, but after two years, I went for ordination, and they turned me down. Ooh. Yeah, they said, and I said, why? And they said, they didn't think you were serious about the ministry. Hmm. Yeah, and I said, I'm pastoring a church for free. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how serious you want me to be. <laughs> and one of them said, well, you're in university, so we think you might, you know, you might just go on and do university and leave this stuff, which I did. Yeah. So he wasn't, he wasn't wrong. <laughs> Oh, we still hate the guy. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> oh, I still remember him. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I do. Yeah. Yeah. But while we're talking about running people over and hating the guy, uh, let's talk about James 3. Taming the tongue. That's, yeah. that's very quite suitable to our, uh, to our prelude here. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fits most of our lives, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So, so today is Taming the Tongue and the Two Kinds of Wisdom, if I just read the, the subtitles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, folks. Well, we're going to jump in with that, uh, with that spirited introduction to this chapter. Um, but yeah, for those of you playing the at-home edition, James chapter 3, starting at verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. We all stumble in many ways. Anyone who is never at fault and what they say is perfect, able to keep their whole body in check. Yeah, and let's remind our audience that this James that we're talking about is not the brother of John. The brother of John um, is already dead, the disciple. Mm. And this James is the brother of Jesus, or if you're Catholic, a relative of Jesus. Um, and he is also the brother of Jude, and and so who became the head of the church. Mm. And who did not believe in Jesus in, in the book of John chapter 7. Right. It mentioned that neither J- Jude nor James believed in Jesus, which is really weird, eh? like his own brothers. Yeah. But, um, but we could get into that another time. So, so some of the stuff he's saying here is, is probably very close to home mm. for him. Now, when he says here, um, we should not all, um, you should not want to become teachers. Not many of you should become teachers because you'll be judged more strictly. And, and that's if you were a teacher, either of the Old Testament in the synagogues or, or these, these New Testament guys um, in the churches. Um, he says, he says because, basically because you know more and you have more responsibility, the judgment of, on you is heavier. Right. That's why, that's why I should never have got this doctorate in theology. 
<laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> but but then I, I alleviated it by being a registrar rather than an actual teacher. <laughs> so, so so maybe you and I are still safe with the, with the nonsense that we spout week in week. Yeah yeah. Well, I'm a director of IT. No one no one considers me a teacher ever. ever. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, verse three now, folks. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us. We can turn the whole animal. Or take ships as an example. Though they are so large and are driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body. It sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and it itself set on fire by hell. Interesting, eh? Um, wow. Yeah. And and you and I and anybody reading this all know that he's actually not talking about your tongue. It's it's not your tongue that causes you to say terrible things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. But but he is saying um, control the words that come out of your mouth. Yeah. Of course. Uh, you know, you can you can guide a horse with a with a bridle. Is that what he said a bridle or a uh, bit? A bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, a bit. Um, they're probably better horseback riders than I am. And as the English would say, on, only North Americans have to say horseback riders. <laughs> the English can say horse riding, and they kind of understand where you're going to sit. <laughs> so, but, um, but, but we do know that, you, that a horse can be controlled. And I like the ship one. Yeah. You know? it, uh, however big the ship, if you, have a, if you have a rudder, you can control the ship. And he says, we need to learn how to control our tongues, basically control our words. Mm. I, I do. It's interesting that he says that the tongue, you know, is set on fire by hell. <clears throat> so, and and really what he means is, is we, we're just saying a lot of stuff we shouldn't. Yeah. Yeah. Which, um, which should, you know, make us feel guilty <laughs> every time we read it. Every, yeah. every time we yeah. read it, we have to feel guilty. Yeah. Well, even that that small little phrase, right, sets the whole course of one's life on fire. And you think how a simple words, you know, like politicians, we see them fall all the time because they say something silly. Or, you know, celebrities, they say something silly. And, I, yeah, it's such a true thing that James was expressing over 2,000 years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he's completely right. I mean, we can, we can ruin our lives with the things we say. Yeah. And, and in this day of Internet, you've got to be, you know, ex exceptionally careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because everybody can see it. Yeah. yeah or I Usually when I have meetings with people, I, I rather than do things by email, I, I will more often than not just walk to their office and yeah. talk to them. And that way you can clarify what you're doing and you also don't have a record of <laughs> what you've said. <laughs> this is the dri drivel I actually sent your way. Oh, uh, man, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I should correct myself. It wasn't over 2,000 years ago. It was around 2,000 years ago. Uh, verse 7. All kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and sea creatures are being tamed and have been tamed by mankind. But no human being can tame the tongue. It is a, it is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Yep, yeah, yeah, he just just carrying on with the same point, right? Yeah. One thing that's kind of interesting here is I don't know what sea creatures they were taming in the first century. Hmm. 
like I, were they were they doing stuff with dolphins and um, and and stuff I don't or porpoises? This. I guess I don't know this. Huh. I'm not sure either. I, that's something we may want to look up. And and um, but he says he says they've been able to tame all of these things. Yeah. We just can't tame our own our own selves. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe we didn't know that the tuna was the great carrier pigeon of the sea. Ah, ah. <laughs> sorry. I don't know why I went to tuna. Or that movie where he says, "I'll be a lion, and if you were a tuna, I'd swim out and get you." <laughs> and the other guy said, Tun- "Tuna's weigh, you know, eight, eight or nine hundred pounds, or oh, they weigh they weigh several tons, don't they?" Some I don't know. Tons. I don't know. Yeah. He says, "In in comparison, a lion only weighs three hundred pounds, or and or two, even two. He said they they would never they'd be no match for a tuna." <laughs> It's just, it's, it was just a stupid thing between Mark Wahlberg and that other guy oh, right. in, in, in Two Guns or something. That, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or oh, the Nice Guys. Was nice it Nice Guys? guys? I yeah. don't remember. I don't remember. Oh, it was such a ridiculous conversation. Um, but they were taming stuff. And he says, you can tame lots of things, but, but not the tongue. Not the tongue. No. Verse, verse 9 now, folks. With the tongue, we praise our Lord and Father. And with it, we curse human beings who've been made in God's likeness. Oh, could he not convict us anymore? (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wow. Out of the same mouth came praise and cursing. My brothers and sisters, this should not be. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? My brothers and sisters, can a frig, can a frig, (laughs) let me just mix words together. Can a fig tree bear olives or a grape vine bear figs? Neither can salt can a salt spring produce fresh water. Right, unless somehow it's brackish. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> where, where they come together, he he missed that little point. Yeah. I, I will go back one day and, and tell him yeah. you missed this. You missed brackish water. Um, you know, very obvious. Um, this this um, praising God and then cursing humans like that can happen to me. You know, <laughs> praying while driving and then getting mad at a guy beside me. Right. Just at the same time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Separated by milliseconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the oh yes, yes, and and which is just crazy. And all he's saying is, of course, um, let let's be really careful how we speak about yeah. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Still, still okay to fuss. Yeah. I I think there's a place for fuss in in an office. Um, sometimes you need to fuss a little bit to get stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's always a spot for lament, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. mm-hmm. That All as right. well. Verse 13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or tell the truth or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and every evil practice. Yeah, so it's interesting because he's talking about wisdom, but he's tying wisdom to the actual things that you do. Mm. Like it's it's this is not a emotional mental exercise. This is this is right down to the way you act. And and selfish ambition, he says, you know, be honest with yourself, right? And and know know where this is coming from. It 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 intrigues me that he says um, that this kind of wisdom is actually demonic. Mm-hmm. And we don't talk about demons much these days. No. But um, but he felt like like 
yeah, you're 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 doing a very ungodly thing when when you're when you're using this stuff for your own selfish ambition. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. James keeps calling us back to alignment all the time, right? Like you say this, you got to act like this too. You can't just let that slide. Yeah, again, why why uh, Luther didn't like him at all is his actions were so important, and that was very Catholic. Yeah. Um, and Luther was was fighting against the Catholic Church at the time. Yeah. He was still Catholic, by the way. Hmm. You know, and um, you know, one of the, one of the Zwingli, Calvin, Luther. These are your early reformers. In the um, what do we say, 15th century, yeah. or 16th 16th century, I guess 1500s, mm-hmm. 1600s, and so, so he, it bothered him greatly how much was placed on on the way you act in the Book of James, right? And and outward outward out, outward actions, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what he keeps saying. If you're if you're living for Christ, it's got to show in your outward actions. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Verse 17, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. Yeah, so basically let's be peacemakers. Yeah. I find impartiality comes by just not getting to know people at all. And then that way, <laughs> that way I'm impartial about about how I treat them. I haven't had a chance to hate them yet. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. If I don't know them, how can I even think that they're complete poop? <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. And and they come into my office every day, all day long, and I I, I make an effort not to know any. any <laughs> that way I can treat them well. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But the he- the wisdom that's from heaven, of course, is peace-loving, Considered and submissive. Submissive is a tough one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Especially I, in our you know, society, even in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, in this day, I didn't want to be submissive today at all. Right. No, it all it all worked out for the good, but but um, yeah, it doesn't. I, I don't I don't exactly know what submissive means. Um, like it doesn't mean we just submit to everybody because that would be very wrong as well. Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody was doing something wrong and we were just submitting to them. Then that would be, and or they were hurting somebody, you know, or right. you know, or, or just doing the wrong thing. You you have to stand up against that stuff. Yeah. Would would um, deferential be a better word there? Where you yeah. defer willingly defer to somebody else? Yeah, 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 and and work work for their for their benefit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't I didn't take the time to look up the Greek on that one, so. Um, we're gonna go with where we went. I like where we went. Let's <laughs> yeah. stay there. Uh, yeah, good enough. If you don't like, no, never mind. Because um, <laughs> now we're showing impartiality. Because you, you yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I heard I had a whole lesson once on sincere about sincera meaning without wax and and if yeah so because it they used wax to cover the flaws. It was really a waste of time learning that. <laughs> Since I had to learn it, I thought I'd share it with you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> inflict, inflict that upon others. Yeah. Um, my friend, that that's really it of James chapter 3. But like you said, it's such a straightforward bit of scripture, right? Yeah. Yeah, let's let's be careful with what we say. Yeah. At least say, I'm on speaker. <laughs> Before we talk, <laughs> that is not taken from Larry and I's relationship whatsoever. <laughs> There's no precedence for that that statement whatsoever. There. <laughs> oh no, 
no, no, James, James is a true pastor. This is <laughs> yeah. very pastoral stuff here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you could almost hear him like speak this in a sermon, right? It's just, what are you doing? Like, yeah, do this, do this, do this, do this. Folks, there's no need to belabor it. That that is James chapter three. We're as always, we're so glad that you join us each week. We love doing this, even though James is so straightforward. We hope that you just catch catch the uh, the sense of it of of James just saying, "Could you actually do what you say and say what you do?" Back and forth. And Paul does this too in different ways, but he just does it slightly differently. That's all. Um, so without further ado, then uh, we'll see you again next week. Until then, I was Steve, he was Larry, and this was the Apocalypse.